Happy Wednesday. Trust you are off to a great start this week. We're already at hump day and we are on episode 154. We're doing a thing. We're doing a thing. Oh my gosh, my number is all wrong here. Let me edit that for us. Welcome to Ready Set Real Estate. I'm your host and creator Ready of Ready Set Real Estate, Lisa Gillette, also known as Super Agent. I'm an active licensed California real estate broker. I'm a professional agent trainer. Got all these fun titles, but you know, most of you know me as Super Agent. And so today we are going to be discussing reverse mortgages and the owner's estate. So funny, I hit the live button. I hit I hit go live and didn't realize that it was ready to, for, for me to go live and I had to turn off the bat phones. So if you heard me uh, bustling around in the background, that's essentially what it was. Cover my plugs. <laughs> say hi, say hello. You know what to do. Drop a comment down below. One lets me know. One lets me know you shared, you're here. Two lets me know you shared it. Listen, this is going to be a really important episode for those of you who have uh, grandparents age 62 and up. And of course, it's so funny because I've noticed that reverse mortgages tend to be targeted in certain communities. You know, it makes me sad. <laughs> so, you know, the 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 marketing and campaigns of reverse mortgages does not actually go to every body. I think that's interesting. So today we will talk about reverse mortgages. What happens when the owners dies? We'll kind of debunk some misconceptions about, oh, well, the bank owns your home now because you signed it off to them. They're paying you for the house. No, 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 no. Untrue, untrue. All right, so let me give you my disclaimer. Lisa Gillette, myself, is not an attorney or tax advisor. Please seek legal advice. Legal and tax advice from reputable licensed professionals. Keyword reputable. Keyword reputable. Keyword reputable. All right. Can't stress enough because there are some bad actors in every industry. So even if you go to a lawyer, you know, hopefully you get a good one who's an advocate for you and not trying to swindle you and hopefully you get a tax professional who's not trying to buy your house for under market value i've heard all kinds of scenarios when i can when i meet with clients regarding move and improve assessments or rent versus sale analysis or when i'm doing strategy pricing set sessions i hear all kinds of sad stories it breaks my heart of people trying to steal property from our seniors jeez so you know me i'm super agent here to the rescue as an advocate, I'm an advocate. That's who I am. Before I jump into today's segment, of course, I must shout out today's show sponsor, sponsored by Real Estate 100, the teen and millennial investment blueprint. Make sure you grab your copy here and I will make sure you know, right? Grab your copy on any third party online retailer, right? So online book retailer. We'll be right back after this uh, sponsor message. That's right. 
you saw it you can grab your copy at amazon and barnes and noble also want to say shout out to our radio podcast listeners we are now available on radio podcasts everywhere you have heard me say a couple times it uh Spotify is doing some really cool things, which is now doing video, video. Imagine the world of radio now has video, but you've seen things like that, right? The Breakfast Club and all these other radio shows, like you can now visually see people, which is so cool. I like that we are upping the experience. I do. I really do. Of course, if as we go on every week, Ready Set Real Estate airs every Wednesday live and it replays. If there's a topic or suggestion or new guest that you'd like to recommend, feel free to uh, send us a message. You can send us on the Lisa Gillette Facebook page or send us a message on the Ready Set Real Estate page and we'll go over your profile and schedule you for the show. Okay, so yes, I am taking guests. There are a couple of things I wanted to get in the first quarter because there's been a lot of information and I wanted to make sure I shared that. Ooh, speaking of information, hold the phone. There is uh, something big that just happened in LA County. Let me grab my let me grab my message. Note to self. Note to self. I sent it like late last night because this just happened. So LA County approved. Ah, where is it? Sheesh. Got all these emails criminal how many emails hold on okay let's do this real quick <laughs> la county just approved waiving those penalties and tax fees excuse me not tax fees those penalties assessed on la county property homeowners uh during the pandemic so yes they realized, oh my goodness, we've extended the moratorium. We're protecting tenants. Landlords, you cannot evict your tenants for non-payment. Uh, yes, keep paying your bills, keep paying your bills. But they're like, how do I pay my bills if my tenant's not paying me the rent, right? It's all this cycle. It's this crazy cycle. So fortunately, uh, landlords and homeowners, the county remembered to look out for you. Woohoo! This is a big deal. So the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau is going to be reaching out to those property owners within the LA County to let them know how to file and submit for a waiver request. So of course, during these last 18 months to two years, for those who have been impacted, because oftentimes some property owners, uh, there's a couple ways you can pay your property taxes. One, within the escrow impound account, which is inclusive of your mortgage, or two, you pay it separately, right, from the mortgage, which means you are billed in two installments due November, excuse me, no darn fooling around, uh, comes out November 1st, due December 10th, second installment comes out February 1st, due April 10th. And if you don't pay your property taxes, listen up, if you don't pay your property taxes for a consecutive upwards of five years, the LA County or the County Tax Assessor's Office can file in foreclosure auction for the past due amount. That's where you get property tax sales. So that's great news. Woo. I'm so glad I remember that. Aren't you? Yeah, nod, nod your head. Yes, Lisa, we are glad that you remember that. Very good. 
So I'm going to share a slide for us today, reverse mortgages and owner's estates. If you haven't already, make sure you share, let someone know. Someone needs to get today's information, right? Because someone's loved one just passed away and they have a reverse mortgage. And now the family needs to know, what do we do next? What do we do next? Feel free if you have a specific situation or case that you would like for our team to discuss with your family and the heirs to the estate, don't hesitate to reach out. Okay, so I am giving you, I do share with you my direct call information. And guess what? I do answer the phone. Go figure, except for when I'm doing Ready, Set, Real Estate, as I'm getting phone calls and messages right now, as you learned. I do answer phone calls. So let me give you, let me give you that number because I know someone's it's gonna jog someone's memory. And they were gonna say, Oh, she said this. Oh, I have a question. So callback number is 323-488-3265. Again, that's 323-488-3265. Reach out. All right, you've got your pens, pads, paper ready. Let's jump into this. Woohoo. What is a reverse mortgage? What say you? What say you? Reverse is the opposite of forward mortgage. So most of us know about forward mortgage. That's what we call, let's say, a standard mortgage. You purchase a property, right? And if you are not purchasing cash, that means you are financing it using a mortgage slash note. And the property is the collateral in the event that if you don't pay the mortgage or note back, the lender has a clause in all that paperwork that you signed that says in the event that you do not pay me and you default we have the right to foreclose on you and sell this property at a public auction to recover the defaulted amount to recover the defaulted amount uh, show topic i'm going to do this on a separate show topic I talked about this before trustee sales and just kind of the different rules of, you know, the, the different laws of land. So depending on your state, you might be a note state or a trust deed state. It's important to know whether you are a note state or a trust deed state. Why is it important to know that is because the foreclosure process may be a judicial process or like in California, they are not going to have to ask the judge for permission to foreclose on you. In fact, they will send you a notice or send your estate a notice and they record a public notice that the property is going to be sold out by the fountain where everyone's hanging out in beach chairs with their cashier's check ready in hand. It really does happen. Ask me, I've been, I've been, I've got the paperwork. That's where they sell the property by the fountain sad. I'm not laughing. It's just like, you wouldn't believe this stuff. You wouldn't believe this stuff. Uh, so I'm going to make a note here for show topic. You know, as I, I get into this stuff, I always think like, oh, we need to talk about this or we should talk about this. So note to self, we are going to discuss um, the foreclosure process again. Yes, I've talked about it already. But some of you are new and don't realize we have over 600 videos on our YouTube channel. 
600 videos. I was just looking at that last night. So real estate and entrepreneurship and motivation, inspiration, just a nice collection. I've been at this for a while. So uh, my husband and I were reviewing that last night. Okay, back to the topic. So what is a reverse mortgage? So if you're 62 years of age or older, you would be eligible. If you're a property owner, you would be eligible. What tends to be attractive to those who are targeting us seniors or those with a low mortgage balance or a no mortgage balance, meaning you've paid off your loan and you've got tons of equity in your house. Uh, this may be attractive for someone who wants or needs money, two different things, depending on your mindset. Either you want money or need money to pay off the existing mortgage, right? Because you may have retired, your income may have changed and you may not uh, have anyone to uh, assist you with paying the mortgage. So you may say, you know what, this is a bit much. I need to rethink this and think my options. I mean, I still want a place to live, but I don't want to sell it, but I need money, right? I need money is really what it is. So you have, you want money to pay off an existing mortgage. You want money or need money to supplement your income. You might want to live it up might want to travel, want mine to do other things to sustain your way of living or pay for healthcare expenses. As you know, the older we get, our body starts to act real funky. Drink water, work out, exercise, take your vitamins. I take daily vitamins and you know what? Okay. Sidebar. I've been drinking water and I have quit alcohol since December before our trip and before vacation and recently what i've been doing with my water i've been adding the vitamin c uh packs flavored packs in my water and i've been around people that have been sick i mean like <laughs> coughing giving me a hug namely my son was one of them a couple weeks ago and he's just sniffling and guess what i didn't get sick so this is Man, water's powerful, flushing the system and taking your vitamins. And I've been working out consistently. Now I can say consistently because I'm no longer injured. So every other day. So I implore you, as you get older, these things are going to be that much more important. It's no fun if you've amassed all this wealth and equity in your house and you can't enjoy life, right? Because health is your wealth. That's my PSA. <laughs> all right, let's continue. It allows you to convert part of the equity in your home into cash without selling. So it allows you to convert part of the equity in your home into cash without selling. If I'm not mistaken, the rule of thumb is upwards of, ooh, is it 80%? I know loans might be 60, it might be 65%. Don't quote me on that. I'd have to double check how much. And then the last part is it uses the equity in your home means there's fewer assets for your heirs, for your estate or your heirs, because you're using the equity today. Um, there's various sales pitch and approach for people saying, oh, you've lived this life. You might as well enjoy it. Use the equity in your home, that kind of thing. I mean, there's ways to, to do it. My position on this, you know, as people say, what do you think about reverse mortgages, Lisa? What do you think about? It's terrible, huh? <laughs> I get that all the time. What do you think about reverse mortgage? 
and then seniors will then ask me, Lisa, what do you think about reverse mortgage? I'm thinking about doing it. So Lisa's position, my position on reverse mortgage depends on your situation. Not everyone's situation is the same. There are some people that have no help, right? No means of help. They have no heirs. They have, you know, they're, 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 I won't say alone, but by they're, they're by themselves in terms of what resources they have to continue maintaining the home. Because that's another thing as we talk about the types of mortgages and what you can use it for. So it depends on the situation. Yes. Agreed. Are you still with me? All right. So the reverse mortgage, instead of being the forward mortgage and you have an option of fixed rate of reverse mortgage typically are variable interest rates which means that interest is fluctuating uh every month it's going up and down like a roller coaster and in fact the balance is growing so you have variable interest rates and just like a forward mortgage you also have fees and costs associated with completing the reverse mortgage you have an origination charge service fees closing costs and if it's a HECM, uh, the home equity conversion mortgage that is federally insured, you have what is called a mortgage insurance premium. Mortgage insurance premium. That's the lender being able to file a claim for the uh, defaulted amount. And that's essentially also where we get HUD homes from. Remember this when we talked about FHA and HUD homes? Yeah, same concept. When we talk about federally insured, the government is kicking up uh, some costs. And I did mention that the amount you owe grows over time and the interest is added to the balance. Oh, forgot my word right there, balance. Uh, HECMs, on the other hand, although there are variable interest rate products, HECMs, we'll talk a little bit more about types of reverse mortgages shortly, offer fixed rates, but require you to take a lump sum at once. The interest is not tax deductible each year as in a forward mortgage. So one of the key things that we've talked about when we're doing, uh, when we're doing our buyer strategy plans, when I meet with our clients is we talk about the deductibility of the interest on a mortgage uh, during the Trump administration, it's capped to mortgages upwards of 750000 So beyond that mortgage amount, you will not be able to duck the interest because some people were, I mean, can you imagine take these jumbo loans and you're writing interest off on a million dollar and so, so much so on a property? See, some people really know how to do real estate right. And those are all strategy. When you deduct the taxes, you deduct the interest and you're deferring capital gains. And then you are doing 1031 exchanges, you know, uh, defer, 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 then dump, which means you die, right? Defer, 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 and then you die and no one pays taxes on that stuff. I know, never mind me. What, Lisa, what are you talking about? Uh, yeah, ask somebody who's uh, got a portfolio and is really leveraging deferring their capital gains tax, just, just kind of growing your wealth in this business. The question is, are you still the owner? I feel like I'm missing a slide. Hold on. Are you still the owner? Oh, no, I'm not missing side. So you do the reverse mortgage, then you say, well, are you still the owner? 
I just, the, the bank is now paying me that. See, it's funny because it's a concept, right? We think because when we took out a mortgage, a forward mortgage, and we're paying the bank, that means we own it, right? And then when you do a reverse and the bank is paying you, you say, well, then the bank owns it because they're paying me. No, this is like monopoly. See, this thing about monopoly is you can own all the property because you paid cash for it, right? When you play on the monopoly game, you don't say, hey, let me get a loan and then I'm going to buy these properties. You're taking the cash that was allocated in the beginning of the game and you pay cash. Therefore, there is no mortgage. But then when you become so property rich in the game of monopoly, what do you have to do? Turn the card over, right? You turn the card over. I like props. You turn the card over. And what does it say on the other other side of the Monopoly card of that little piece? What does it say? It says mortgage. And what does it say? What amount? The amount you mortgage. So you may have paid 300 for that property, but you've mortgaged it for 50% of that property value of what you paid for, which is $150. Example. So the, 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 the concept here is no, the mortgage is only it's, it's you've now mortgages because how else do you get the cash out of the house? It's not like an ATM. It's funny. I had a 20 something year old say to me, well, it's my house. Why can't I just get the money? <laughs> oh, contraire. Where do you get the money from? Right. Where's the ATM? Well, the ATM is running that that deed is your proof that you're the owner and finding a bank that's going to give you money for the equity you have in the property. You still remain the as the owner. So, yes. Are you still the owner? Yes. The bank does not own your home. Woof. Woof. Thank goodness. You keep the title as the owner. Woof. Woof. You or your estate cannot owe more than the value of your home when your loan is due. Finally, finally, somebody said it. Oops, not finished. And then if the spouse, if your spouse is not on the loan, so in the event that you have a couple that they both signed the paperwork for the reverse mortgage, that means in order of operation of one, one passes away, they'll let you stay there. The loan is not due. Then the other borrower passes away. The loan now becomes due. Now, if only one person, one spouse uh, is on the loan and the other is not, then they can they can still remain in the home, but they cannot receive the money from the reverse mortgage. That ends. Nodding your head, yes, following along. Great. Give me a thumbs up if that makes sense. Good noon, Antoine. Peace, peace, peace. Glad to see you. So, yes. Nodding your head. Can my heirs keep the home? Can my heirs keep the home? That depends. Do they want to keep the home? Are they in the state? That's a that's a that's a loaded question. Can the heirs keep the home? Can the heirs keep the home? What do you all think? What's the answer? Can my heirs keep the home? We're talking about reverse mortgages. The borrower passes away. Can they keep the home? 
Yes or no? I like these segments. Keep the family home or sell it? Yes, your heirs can keep the family home. In fact, they must pay off the loan and not pay more than the appraised value. And guess what? They don't have to pay more than 95% of the appraised value. Is this information helpful so far? Nod your heads. Yes. Let me know. Let's, let's talk about the types of reverse mortgages. There are three types. The single purpose, not available in all states to pay home repairs, improvements, or property taxes. So sometimes the, you know, you fall behind. Got to pay those property taxes because they can call the loan due in the event that you don't keep the insurance on and you don't keep the property taxes. You as the borrower are still responsible for the maintenance of those two important bills, taxes and insurance. Then the second type of reverse is the proprietary reverse. Proprietary meaning, you know, private. These are customized products that are being developed usually by companies that are targeting homes that are higher valued with a small mortgage amount. Why? Because there's more money to be made, more money to be made. Then there's the home equity conversion mortgages, which I was saying, and we say HECMs. Say it with me, HECM. <laughs> These are the federally insured type of mortgage backed by HUD, and it requires you to meet with a counselor from an independent government approved housing counseling agency. It does require that you have a, a relative, preferably, or someone there that is aware that you are considering doing a reverse mortgage on your property so that you are of sound mind, you are clear, you understand this process because why ultimately you are reducing the assets from which would be available in your estate to your heirs. But if you say, ah, screw them, they don't need anything. That's a whole nother conversation. <laughs> I'm working with somebody and walking them through prepare their estate plan. And he said, I said, so, you know, one of the questions on here is asking, is there someone that you would like to exclude from receiving anything from your estate? He said, he said, I want you to put this. If your name is not listed in this trust, you don't get a dollar. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why that's funny to me. It's just, it's real. Like, unfortunately, some people feel that way. Do your estate planning. Have these conversations. All right. So what happens when the owner dies? What happens when the owner dies? Logistically, the lender sends a letter of condolences. Isn't that nice of them? And they also send you a bill. The loan is now due in 30 days. You may say to me, well, how did they know that the owner died? So guess what? These companies are hooked up with the agencies. And so they know when the uh, death certificate has been recorded and filed with the health department or the county records department. They know when the, uh, also they can call the loan due if the borrower or the owner is moved into a, conv into a convalescent home permanently. 
They can call the loan due if you don't live in your home for six months, more than six months out of the year. They do send you a survey, an annual survey, almost checking in. Are you alive? Do you still live in the house? Have you been moved to a home? You may require you to answer that. If you don't answer that, red flags go up for them because they say, hmm, they were responding all this time and now they don't respond. So if you are an estate representative and you find out that there is a mortgage, a reverse mortgage, whether it's a forward mortgage or, or a reverse mortgage, you need to re reach out with uh, to an attorney or a real estate professional to have the conversation with the mortgage company. Why? Because they want to know what your intent is. Someone owes you money. You want to know what they're doing. What is your intent? Are you going to pay me? What are you doing to pay me? This is business after they send your condolences. So they'll send it out um, and they want to know, do you intend to keep the property and we'll pay off the amount? If so, it's now due and you have uh, it's due in 30 days. In fact, it triggers it's triggered by the death of the borrower. If it's not paid within 30 days or sold in 30 days, guess what? The lender is on time. And I will say this because I've got one right now that I'm running up against a foreclosure sale of March 29th already. We're where? March 16th. And my client has a reverse mortgage. So we're running up the uh, trustee sale of March 29th. And they were on time. They sent the letter to my client and said, condolences for sorry for your loss. But we don't know if you know or whether you were aware that there was a reverse mortgage on this property. Well, guess what? The mortgage is now due in full, not in payments. You don't get to assume the payments. You don't get to pick a payment. You don't get to say, you know, I'll pay you half now and half later. No, they want the amount due in full. They do start those foreclosure proceedings and that is to protect their interest, right? Because when they did the mortgage in there, there's a clause that stipulates the lender has the right to foreclose on the house and sell it at a public auction to recover the amount that is due. There are time extensions available and it can be upwards of six months, but it must be approved specifically if it's one that is insured by the government. Those HUD properties uh, must be approved. So with your response, they want your intent. They want you to outline your intent, write your intent. We plan to keep the family home. We are we are attempting to get uh, financing, right? We're working with such and such lender. Here's a copy of our application. Send proof that you are attempting to pay off the loan. And send copy of the debt certificate. Send copy of your executorship. What gives you the right to be able to purchase this home if there is no trust on this property? and it has to go to probate. They wanna see that you filed for letters of administration. So send a copy of the application or a copy of the letters. Once you have your letters issued by the court, send them a copy and say, woohoo, we just got our letters issued. We now have the authority to either sell or convey this house. 
They want to know and they want to know every month what you are doing. If you remain silent, they think that you have no intent of cooperating with them and they will make sure that that house gets sold. And how does it get sold? There's a couple ways that the lenders will cooperate in releasing the default. The default amount is the amount now due. The lender won't file a judgment if the property sold naturally, right? There's nothing to claim that's in default. They won't file, uh, they'll release the default if it's conveyed by will to heirs and it's purchased for at least 95% of the appraised value. And three, that you provide the lender with a deed in lieu of foreclosure. Deed of in lieu of foreclosure. Here's this thing I, I want to expand on with this conveyed by will to heirs for at least 95% of the appraised value. Why do you think that's in there? Could you imagine inheriting a house worth a million dollars and your loved one only owns 16,000? And you're like, yeah, well, she only owns 16,000. And so we could pay off the 16,000 and then get the house. Not so fast. No. If it's conveyed via will to the heirs, they want to see that the estate is protected. And I don't make these rules. They want to see that it's conveyed for 95% of the appraised value. What's interesting is that I would probably have to clarify in the appraised value. Is it appraised value on date of death? Because when we do probate, it is appraised value on date of death and, or when the decedent passed away. What was the property worth at that time? Now, if it takes the estate more than a year to reconcile the probate proceedings, then they will request another appraisal. They will ask for a reappraisal because now they're saying, well, time has passed and it's been so long, so likely value changes, right? And it can change either way. It could go up or go down depending on market conditions. And then the deed in lieu of foreclosures, you communicating to them that, you know what, we don't wanna deal with it. We'll just go ahead and give it back to you. And you go ahead, instead of filing a foreclosure proceeding action, which adds to additional costs on the balance, just go ahead, we'll give it back to you. So those are ways that they release the default. How we find, how we're feeling. If you found this information valuable, ooh, I like it too, nice, short, and sweet. Please subscribe, like, and share at LA Super Agent at Ready Set Real Estate. I'll take any questions, comments, and feedback. I'll give you a minute because that was that was fun. That was a lot of information, but I was able to debunk a lot of misinformation. And of course, if you have any specifics that you would like to discuss, then feel free to reach out. 323-488-3265-323-488-3265. Rana says, thanks for the great information. Great service. How long will this be up? Great question. It stays up. I'm, I don't delete the shows. They stay up. So great question. Any additional questions? Um, I think that's a perfect one. It'll be available for the life of the internet at this time. All right. With that, I say have a powerful and productive day. You all, I would see you next week, Wednesday, same time, same place, right here, available on plat all platforms 
And uh, next week, we're going to really dive in more on probates. That's because I'm diving more into probates. And it's so much fun. <laughs> I want you to have fun with me. Martha P says, thank you. You are so welcome. You are so welcome. Okay, folks, make sure you uh, press one. Let me know you sh uh, you're here in two. Let me know you shared it. Share, share, share. Be sure to subscribe, like, and share. All right. Take care, y'all. Bye.